0: Hey, I'm Camille. Hey, I'm Jessica. And we are highly hormonal. Thank you guys for being here. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been with us from the beginning, thanks for being here. If you're new, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at highly hormonal. We also have a Facebook page, it's Highly Hormonal Podcast, and you guys can email us with comments, complaints, ideas, funny <laughs> stories at highly hormonal at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. All right, so give me a rundown, Jessica. What are you drinking this morning? It's We're doing a morning episode. So tell me what you're drinking, what you're wearing. Have you listened to any good podcasts, read anything? Okay, I'm drinking coffee.
0: And my little cute family mug with my name. I think I've shown it on here before. I love this mug. And it holds a whole lot of coffee. I'm wearing a red reindeer farm t-shirt. Hmm. I've been busy. This is the first time I'm going to tell you I'm not reading anything. Okay. Yeah. I keep picking something up to read and I put it down because I'm just too busy or I've been so busy or been so hot here recently that I like, I just can't get in the mood. I open up the Kindle app. So I'm not reading anything right now. If you guys have good suggestions. Bill added me to Geneva Rose's Facebook group. Yeah. And I've been loving that. And um, yes. now all of her books are on my to be read list. Watching. Again, really busy, not watching anything. There's been a lot of good things that have popped up on Netflix that I really think about wanting to watch, but then ultimately I fall asleep before Russell even like makes a decision. So it's irrelevant. So I'm not reading, not watching anything. Yeah. And dinner tonight, I don't know. We're like so busy. I need to go to the grocery store. It'll be simple and quick and whatever. But I will say we have been doing this really big push about cooking all of our meals at home. And we're making our kids try everything. So the kids are picky in weird ways, but everybody is like trying everything. And it's been like really cool this past week. Our kids have like discovered lots of new things they'll eat. So we have new foods in the rotation. So
1: that's good. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. That was always a general rule when my kids were young. Just try it. If you don't like it, then you can say you don't like it because you tried it. Uh Not just you looked at it and it looks gross. And so you don't like it. You don't know. Right. You got to taste it first, but
0: yeah, All I right. love that. I don't like
1: that, but you've never had it mm-hmm. exactly. All right. Uh, second cup of coffee. I've already had my four mile walk uh, today. Had some spam and scrambled eggs for breakfast. So I know spam's real controversial, but you know it's good. We like it at our house. I do have one show that we have started, and it is the new season of Justified. Now, we watched that whole show. We binged it back a couple years ago, but they took it off the air, you know, and it hasn't been on for several years, and we noticed that there's a new season, and so we were right on top of that. So, Same we, characters? We, well, the main character Raylan Givens the Marshall guy Mm -hmm. is yes he's like the still the main guy but it's like different villains different bad guys and things like that that he different people that he's working with and all that then I think I maybe have one or two more episodes of an Apple original podcast called Undercover of Night K-N-I-G-H-T and it is a it's it was a good little interesting podcast about a woman who she's from the uk wound up in texas anyway she dies under mysterious circumstances and this was back several you know many years ago and when they start trying to figure out about her life or whatever to like let people know she had passed away like they couldn't find her family and then they did and then they didn't know that she had had like several children that had been adopted out she'd been married several times like she like has this very like mysterious life and like, they think maybe she was part of like the um, MI6 and just all kind of crazy stuff or like CIA or FBI. I mean, like there's all kinds of theories about this woman anyway. And then I just finished um, two books audible well one's an audible and one was on hoopla which is a audiobook have you do you know hoopla Mm-mm. you can so you can borrow audiobooks from your local library okay. like if your library is part of the system it's one of those I think Libby is another one that I think I know hoopla. about Libby okay well it's the same basic I mean it's exactly Concert, the same yeah. hoopla is the name of it but anyway the one I just finished on Hoopla was the prequel to a like two or three book series that I planned to start but this one was called Ajax Penumbra 1969 and is the prequel to Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore so I'm looking forward to that anyway and then the other one is I just finished Rich Blood it's also the first in like a three book series yeah this is just like a like a lawyer mystery kind of along the same lines as a Grisham or something like that, you know? Okay. So but anyway, and it was quick and easy, but it was interesting. So that's it. You okay. say
0: that I forgot Um, all this busy, like being outside and working or laundry or whatever. I did start listening to a new podcast. I forgot all about it. It's a podcast. So I like the box of oddities and it's a husband okay. and wife team. And they talk about everything like bizarre stuff, like weird things in culture or like strange, amazing stories. It's just, it's just like a a collective group of all kinds of really cool stuff. But anyways, they did a spinoff because they have a narrator on that podcast that like does like some in-between stuff and like their, I don't know, I can't think of it, the ads for them. And anyways, JG the the main hook guy and then this narrator guy Lindsay I guess they grew up together and they did radio and they've done like
1: oh yeah voice
0: acting for movies and shows and stuff and mm-hmm. so they decided to do spin off and do a show together um okay. and I started listening to it when it first came out because they talked about it obviously on the box of oddities but I didn't really enjoy it, it didn't dislike it so much but I was like you know this is a really cute concept but maybe it's not for me um but now I've come back to it and I like it better the second time but it's probably mm-hmm. like people with us like they're figuring it out uh-huh. you know and yeah. what works for them as they go but it's called The Shallow End and it is 30 to 50 minutes each episode and it's stories about stupid people like dumb things that people have done. Like a man, one of the stories recently I listened to was a man argued with a manager in the dollar store about the price of something and that he wasn't going to pay it. And that's so stupid because the employees don't set the price, right? (laughs) Yeah. He argued about it so much and he's like, well, let's go outside. Who's going outside about like the cost of shampoo or something at the dollar store. They don't say what the item is. But anyways, he goes outside and draws a gun on the dollar store manager. Oh my gosh. Turn of events. Dollar store manager had a gun too, pulled his gun out and shot homeboy in the chest. So, you know, it's like, okay, things like that. But then another one was about a guy who was had read about, he had a bunch of stains in his shirts, work shirts, and he read online that gasoline helped. So he filled his bathtub with gasoline to soak his clothes Mm -hmm. in it. Uh -uh. And imagine this, it started smelling really bad in his apartment, you know, because he has a tub full of gasoline. So what do you think he does to help with the smell? Oh my gosh, I don't know. He decides to light some candles and it exploded. Oh, again, it blew, did? it blew the windows out of his apartment building, but he survived and um, his small child that was also in the apartment <gasps> was unscathed.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So I, it's like, honestly, if you're having a down day, like listen, go listen, yes, listen to that. Cause you will feel highly intelligent. Like you just totally got your life together because people do dumb
1: things. So I don't know.
0: That's new and funny. And I talked too much about it, but I really liked it.
1: Okay, well, speaking of podcasts and books, kind of leads right into our topic today, Mm -hmm. which is self-care, because a lot of people see that as a form of self-care. Absolutely. All right, so what, okay, self-care has become like a big buzz phrase, you Mm -hmm. know, buzzwords over the last few years. So tell me why you think that is.
0: Why I think that is. Gosh, so we don't talk about these things before we podcast. It totally caught me off guard with that. I wasn't (laughs) expecting this. Okay. Okay. I guess I think it's come this way because I think society is more open to mental illness Mm -hmm. and cause and effect in people's lives. Okay. I'm not going to say that. America or anybody else has mental illness fully figured out. Um, But I think it's talked about more Mm -hmm. and not going to say it's fully accepted, but it's people are more aware of it. And I think maybe also with the pandemic and we've seen a rise in mental illness and like how that hurt people on so many different levels and I'm excluding sickness I'm not talking about that I'm talking about those people that were well and survived but everybody that was like you know social distancing and hunker down in their homes like right no physical contact not being able to go to the gym not going to the grocery store and like we discovered that there were things probably that are mundane in your life that people rely on for their well-being so I mean who who the hell knows? That's just my <laughs> yeah. uh, random thought is, is that. And maybe too, because we're seeing a little more topic about gender roles. And I don't know, I just feel like maybe just people are more open to the fact that we're not robots. And in order, I, like speaking as a mom, in order to provide the best care for my children I have to take care of myself too if I'm not at my best I can't be my best for them
1: I would agree with you about the mental health and that's a whole other episode obviously series of episodes but I do think that we're more aware of things like that and of that topic and how it can affect anyone from just getting the the blahs the blues the downs you know for a day or so to true diagnoses that needs you know you know doctor's intervention right like Mm -hmm. or you know I mean like I do understand but I think we're just more aware of it even from the standpoint of you know we get so run down we get so busy we get so involved in whether it's career, home, family, community, church, whatever it is, you know, volunteerism, I mean, all those things can wear you down, and I think we, um, that that's, I agree, I think that's really a large part of it. So, tell me, what would, okay, thinking about when you were, let's say, 20s, okay, early 20s, as opposed to now, what used to be your self-care, you would consider self-care, what do you consider now? And has it changed? And how has it changed?
0: Okay. Early 20s, I was in college. Yes. Russell and I were dating. So I think probably self care then okay. was getting out of my apartment and like having a decent meal, not a nice meal, not what I consider a nice meal now, but like maybe going to a chain restaurant or something with a friend. Like one on one time, because I think college everything was a group. We were always Mm. together as a group. Mm. Uh, We studied in a group. We went to the bar in a group. You know, we hung out before and after class in a group. And I, like joke that I am an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert, I can thrive in a group of a lot of people. But like, sometimes that just wears me down. And Mm -hmm. I am I can be just as happy alone in my house with a book in silence as I can in a, a room with a lot of people. So I think even though I didn't identify that as self care at the time, like reflecting on that, one-on-one time with somebody that I cared about whether that was a Mm -hmm. good friend whether that was my boyfriend um like just one-on-one time also probably self-care then was like when I was extremely stressed a good cry by myself I can remember like there were times that college was like so because I worked too so I had a Mm -hmm. full-time job when I was in college and um that last I don't know. Last little bit, I had two jobs. So I had a full time job and a part time job and I went to school full time and had a boyfriend and I had a nightlife and whatever. So I think sometimes I was just overwhelmed and I would just take a shower and I would cry and I'd let it out and I felt better. So that was self-care then, I guess, Um, Mm -hmm. although I didn't know that's what it was. Self-care now is literally all the things that I love that we talk about on this podcast all the time. I mean, honestly, this podcast has become a form of self-care because I get to separate myself from my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So when I'm on here talking, I'm not out there taking care of animals or cleaning a barn or Or, you know, catching up on social media and emails. My kids are taken care of at the moment. They've all had breakfast. They've all got like tasks and things that they're doing. And like they're at the age they're self-sufficient. They don't need me right now. So Mm. I can come up here and talk to you about fun things and have a laugh and talk about books and coffee or whatever. So self-care now is just alone time. And whether that's podcasting or if that's getting up early before my kids are, so I can drink at least one cup of coffee and read a book for 30 minutes alone, or literally if we're making dinner and Russell pulls milk out of the fridge and he's like, oh, the milk's out of date, I'm going to run to the dollar store because I'm going to be in my car alone. Even if it's just five minutes away, I'll be gone round trip, 12 minutes, but I can listen to music that I want to listen to at the volume that I want to listen to it. And I'm alone. So that's self care, even if it's just 12 minutes, but like in podcasts, like listening to podcasts, but that I like that because you can pause it, you know, you can have your earbuds in, you know, you got to help your kid do something you can pause it or whatever. So self-care to me is like just alone time, whether it's podcasting now, drinking coffee and reading a book for 30 minutes or driving to the dollar store. Or if I can, go to Hobby Lobby by myself, because Hobby Lobby is my jam. I don't have to buy anything. I can just stroll through the fall aisle, because I'm all about fall, and I'm all about Christmas, and let's be real, it's Hobby Lobby, so it is fall and or Christmas, like eight months out of the year, so I can just go see all the things, like I don't know, like seeing it visually and smelling it, like just like, I don't know, I think it releases endorphins, and I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about you. What is self care to you now versus when you had kids in the home?
1: I think that he, here, here's where my self care journey is a little different. I would have said that self care back uh, when I had kids at home or in my younger days was selfish because it mm-hmm. was me taking time for myself and basically in my mind, putting myself before everyone else, my children, my husband, my job, my, you know, community, my family or whatever. And I would have considered that selfish. I used to think that if I just could sit down and read a book, that was fine. Just let me read for a little bit, you know, get a pedicure once in a, twice a year. I mean like you know like for a birthday, ooh, buy me a pedicure and I mm-hmm. think that's self-care. But I I didn't see it as something that I should do for myself even though the word obviously self. It was I felt like I had to be validated in it or someone had to give me permission mm-hmm. to do those things for myself, okay? That is how I used to view it. And I used to really hate the term self-care. I mean, honestly, I was just like, gosh, it just it's selfish care is the way I thought of it, right? But now that I'm in my 50s and we've begun to define self-care a lot differently over the last few years and I understand it more for what it is and that it doesn't have to be a pulling away from my responsibilities or what I don't have to view it that way. I definitely see it a lot differently now, and I feel differently about it, and I do take time to do things that I enjoy. Now, to say that I still sometimes get a twinge of, I feel like I'm being selfish, I do. Sometimes I do, depending upon what it is I want to do or I'm considering Mm self-care, right? Because sometimes it's still, I don't know, and it's probably just ingrained in me. I just I still feel a little selfish, you know. Like for instance, our daughter has been home for about eight weeks because she is between she finished her master's degree, about to go get her doctorate. And, you know, listen I to realize, graduation episode. Episode. I realize that as a an adult, I mean, she's 25 years old, she'll be 26 tomorrow when we're recording this. I realized that her being home right it's it's going away very quickly because she has her own life wonderfully I'm very proud blessed that she has her own life and does her own stuff and her own you know everything but I want I I mean I'm like I want to soak in every minute but at the same time I'm like I miss when I would get up and Nobody else was talking to me in the morning or nobody was needing, no one was needing anything for me because my husband sleeps later than I do. I get up earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. so I have that time to myself. That's my self-care is getting up super early in the morning and walking with my best friend. But then as soon as I get back in the door, here's, here's somebody wanting something from me, asking me a question, talk about this, talk about this, do this. And so, I, you know, to feel like here she is this summer and she's only here for a few weeks, I think. If I need to step back and say this afternoon, I need time to myself. I need to, or I want to, you know, like totally disengage from everybody. Like, I don't, you know, I want to talk to anybody this afternoon. I don't want to answer emails. I don't want to look at my phone. I, do I still feel selfish about that in some ways? Yes, because I feel like, well, I should be spending time with her because she's here and she's about to move away and I won't be able to see her anytime I want to, or talk to her, you know, anytime I want to. hmm so there's still that, even with adult children, there's still that little bit of kind of, because I think, you know, like for you, you know, your children are right downstairs and they're right. still going to be downstairs tomorrow. And I, there's I mean, been plenty of times that they <laughs> rolled in, while in, while in right. doing this podcast. <laughs> right. So. But as it, with an, her being an adult and my son is an adult, he's married, you know, I just, I now realize that, any time I get to spend with them, you know, if I, if I have an opportunity, I always take it because I feel like, Oh, if I pull back, then I'm being selfish still, you know? So I have mm-hmm. a real, I do struggle with that whole feeling about it. But that being said, when things are normal, she's away at school and our, my son's working and my daughter-in-law's working and all of that. I do. I mean, I do things that are self-care, but I mean, I guess they're more incorporated in my life now. Like I said, I get up every day early before anybody else and I walk four miles and I talk to my best friend, you know, on the phone every day. And to me, that's Mm self-care. I mean, sometimes we talk about the stupidest crap, it just the silliest mess, but it's okay. You know, to me, that's still self-care and it's not because I'm exercising. It's because I'm building that connection with my best, with my bestie I think Of course, reading a book, listening to a podcast, watching TV, all those things are self-care for me. I had just recently within the last like year and a half learned to take a bath as a form of self-care. I Mm -hmm. used to hate a bathtub. I just want to get in the shower and get clean and move on about my day. But I have learned that taking a bath and relaxing is self-care working in my planner and just playing with my stickers and my washi tape and my pretty little pens is self-care for me Mm -hmm. so you know and I think that's one thing is I think we realize too now that self-care doesn't have to be a weekend away at a hotel or resort with no responsibility it can be an hour it can be half an hour It can be a few minutes, like you said, of just running to the grocery by yourself, picking out the few items you need, and and driving back home. Like it can be those little things that just give you that boost Mm -hmm. that you need to do those not fun things, like mopping the floor and you know and, and scrubbing the toilet. I mean, like it can just get you through those things. And so I think I'm glad that it has changed in that way. But I do still struggle with that whole feeling a little selfish sometimes.
0: You know, listening to you talk, I definitely, not only did I feel selfish, I also cast a lot of judgment on women who did self-care before I did self-care. Even if it wasn't that term associated with it. Yeah. Especially when my babies were little, I didn't let them spend the night away until my so we our girls are 15 and a half months apart Russell and I didn't let them spend the night away from our home until Ashton the second one was like 18 or 19 months old and it was because I always said They are our children. We are raising them. We chose to be parents. It is not your mother or my mother's responsibility to take care of them. This is the most difficult time period, like at nighttime as, as infants, especially Aniston, because she had colic and that baby didn't sleep and she screamed all the time and she, she was a lot. And so I just felt like, That is our responsibility. No one else's. And mamas that, you know, had their mamas spending the night at their house and doing their laundry and getting up with the baby at night. I mean, like, I'm just going to be flat out. It pissed me off. I was like, no, you chose to have this baby. Like, being sleep deprived is just part of it, right? And, like, that's how I felt in the moment. But, like, looking back now, I was like... I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't know tons of like how much help they could have been to me in the middle of the night um, because I was breastfeeding. But, you know, I went back to work. I could have like set my alarm and pumped when the babies weren't there and let somebody give them a bottle. They right. would have been fine. They have yeah. no memory of who's holding them or whatever. Right. Um, I was tired mm-hmm. and probably pretty angry. I mean, like short fused. I can remember Fighting with my husband when those babies were little, and it's because I was just stressed the hell out, and -hmm. because I did not allow us to have time away from them. Like he didn't have a say. We then babies aren't going anywhere. So even if you need self care and a and a night, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's not happening. (laughs) I think it's horrible how I was then, like passing judgment on those moms, and also because everybody, their threshold is different. Yes. And, you know, I'm not saying that this has happened personally with people I know, but, you know, you've got to think there are probably instances where if mamas can just step back for a minute, it like might be the, the one thing she needs before she does something that she can't take back or that she'll right. regret.
1: Because exactly. I remember
0: postpartum nurses talking to me when my first was born, if they're crying and you can't not soothe them and you're getting frustrated lay them down in a safe spot and walk away go to another room and catch your breath that baby is going to cry as long as you leave them in a safe place in a safe position they're not going to be hurt and you can step away and like catch your breath yeah you know and like I wouldn't you know, I didn't think that thing was allowed because I thought it was selfish or casting my responsibility on somebody
1: else. Yes, exactly. Yes, very much so. And and I was gonna say I as soon as you said I felt judgment against other women. I totally did that too. And I mean, I regret, you know, I'm sorry for that now. I Mm -hmm. mean, let Mm -hmm. me apologize to every woman I've ever, (laughs) you know, right now, all the women out there, I don't even know who you are, but if I ever made you feel judged, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Yeah. Because like, I, I do realize that I just thought, oh my gosh, that, I mean, this mom's doing that, or this wife is doing that, or this lady, she just does like. Not realizing that that could be what that person needed Mm -hmm. at the time because they're struggling with something else, too. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I am glad that the concept of self care has changed, that we're aware of it, that we're able to express it in different ways, you know, now, and that we realize that it doesn't have to be a big ordeal full day five you know hundred dollars at the spa blah Mm -hmm. blah blah with mimosas it doesn't have to be that it can be that's fine if that's that's what you need but at the same time it can be stepping outside sitting on your porch for Mm -hmm. five minutes to get some sunshine or enjoy a rainstorm or whatever it takes for you drive to the gas station and you know get a soda and then come home I mean like that if that's what it takes, then I think we're just so much more accepting now. And I'm glad of that. I'm glad that we are more accepting now.
0: Me too. And speaking of that, and like you said that you felt like you needed permission mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, I still catch myself doing that with my husband, knowing good and well, I don't need his permission. I just need to say, um whatever whatever you know with yeah. it's if it's in with reason you know like yeah. If, sure of course yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean we're partners we like we both agree on things but like if i need to if the kids are good content he's got you know whatever if i need to run and pick up a birthday present because the kids have a birthday party tomorrow i forgot all about like i don't need to ask his permission can i run to target yeah But if I want to do it without the kids, so I can be alone, Mm -hmm. I do almost feel like I need his permission for him to tell me that it's okay when Mm I don't. But I still always pose it to him as a question. And I think it's because of that doubt of, well, when I was a kid, my mama took me everywhere. She Mm -hmm. didn't have an option of leaving me at home. You know, Mm -hmm. if she went to the gas station, if she went to the grocery store, if she went to talk to her best friend about whatever happened at work that day, I was there. Mm -hmm. I always went with her. Mm -hmm. And I have three kids. You know, it's even within this house, I can find a space to be, but they're going to find me. You know, Uh so sometimes that is my only alone time is if I can get in the car and make a quick trip. And so I do, I always pose it like, Hey, do you mind if I run to target? I've got to get whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks at me like I'm stupid (laughs) and he's like, yeah, "Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, and I'm just like,
0: you know, just making sure and driving in a car. I used to be a consultant and I traveled a lot. And my friends would take advantage of that and we would talk on the phone. And sometimes I liked that. But being in that car, like as soon as I get home, it's going to be chaos. We're going to be doing baths and dinner and I'm going to have to talk to my husband about my day because he's my therapist and whatever and get the laundry done and, and all this stuff. And so like my phone would ring in the car and I wouldn't answer it. Because that was, I'm alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I would take that time to like reflect. Sometimes I wouldn't even turn the radio on. I would think about what was going on, where I wanted my life to be, almost like meditation and the steps I needed Mm -hmm. to get there. And I could talk to Jesus and could nobody ask me to make them pancakes. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: And so I would just ignore the phone. And what you're talking about, taking a bath. I love a bath we put our soaker tub when we built this house with two large windows so I can lay in the tub at night and I can see the stars and the moon okay I ain't doing it very often because literally like they hear the bath water running you taking a bath oh are you gonna read a book is daddy gonna bring you a glass of wine what you reading How long you think you're gonna be in here I need you to tuck me in well, can I have chicken nuggets? You know, it water just starts running. And it's like, <laughs> this has like totally defeated the purpose. And I was like, you know that you walked past your father. And it's not like he's in there refusing to do anything. They don't ask him anything. They yeah. walk right by him. Oh, you taking him back? Can I have some chicken nuggets? That man in the kitchen that you walk, he is capable of chicken nuggets. Promise. Promise.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. Well, I just, I don't know why I've never really been a bath person. I mean, I may have been as a child, but you know, I'm old. I can't remember that far back. I wouldn't say as far back as I can remember being an adult. I just never really enjoyed that, but I tried to kind of, okay. My husband, he, Loves a bath. Could stay in there for hours. We'll let the cold water drain a little bit and add some more hot to yep. it. I mean, it could stay in there till he is a shriveled up a prune. And I'd be like, oh, It's taking so long. You in there forever? But and he just kept saying, "I'm telling you, you, you would like it if you'd ever try it." So a few times over the last like year and a half, or when I kind of first, he would be like, "All right, I'm gonna draw you the bath." So he would like get it ready for me. He'd have a candle. He'd put on some music try to help me get relaxed, you know? And I'd be like, okay, I mean, yeah, okay. And I'd just kind of sit there like an idiot, just like, okay, I'm yet to figure out what the fun is in this. I don't know. But recently we've been redoing this house and we put a big soaker tub, freestanding soaker tub. And I have gotten in there. And put on a podcast mm-hmm. and turned off the lights just so I could have like some just quiet. And I'm enjoying it much more. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to now. It's not something I'm going to do every day. Like today, I I could have easily done that after I walked four miles. It would have been great, probably for my muscles because my calves are killing me this morning. But I was like, no, nah, I got too much to do. I should hop in the shower, get clean, get out. Get it it. So, you know, I have to really be in a mindset that I don't have to shave my legs today. I I just shaved my legs yesterday. I don't have to wash my hair today. I just washed it yesterday. Like, I I mean, in my mind, it has to be just exactly so before I will just get in the tub. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there to liking tub baths, but... I don't know. Maybe I'll eventually. Do you enjoy have any
0: self care that you pay for? <clears throat> I mean, granted, you might be paying for an Audible subscription, or you may be paying for that paperback or whatever. But is is there something that you actually leave your home and spend money on as self care?
1: I have tried over the years many times to leave my home every couple weeks and get a manicure, and I go through cycles where because I love pretty fingernails. Okay. I just, I, I think they just make a woman's hands look phenomenal. I don't care mm-hmm. who they are. I just love pretty fingernails. And I, however, cannot grow my own fingernails. They are terrible quality. I've taken every supplement. So I, I promise you I've tried it all. Okay. Every little drops, strengthener, blah, blah, blah. You name it. I've tried it. I cannot grow good fingernails. I just can't. Mm-hmm. So I've tried over the years and I'll go through spells where I'll go to get manicures every few weeks or, you know, every two or three weeks. And I've had like the acrylic nails, the gel nails, the, the every kind of thing that's come down the pike. And then I get where I just feel like, what am I doing? I'm wasting money. I start feeling those same feelings of this is selfish. I could spend this money somewhere else. Think about, it. I've been here two times this month and I've already spent over a hundred dollars. And then I throw in a pedicure one time and now I'm up to, you know, I mean, it, it's in my own head though. I mean, my husband, he's like, honey, it. I don't, it's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if it makes you feel good, do it, you know, like it's fine. It's me doing myself that way. It's me telling myself, I don't need to spend that on myself. Mm-hmm. It's back to that same thing that makes me feel selfish for spending that money on myself. And I'm like, right. no, I'll just buy the Walmart $5 press zones and I'll do them at home myself and it'll be fine.
0: I, yeah. don't know. I do that too, though. Like, I mean, hell, that's probably a whole another episode or two, but like, I think that pressure... And I'm not saying that men don't feel this, but y'all, I'm a woman. I cannot speak from a man's perspective.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So know that I'm not trying to alienate a man, but like as a mother, as a wife, as a stay-at-home mom now has always worked and now I don't work outside of the home, guilt about money but I have always been that way. And like, I think some people are just spenders and some people are just savers. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of who you are, but also the environment that you grew up in. And just like this quick, I'm not going down the rabbit hole because God, y'all know I can, but I think I am weird and I feel guilty about money is because of my parents. One of my parents I'm going to just say they were really both spenders. It just depended on what they were spending it on. They were not good with money, okay? And I grew up watching that, and I didn't want to be that. And I'm not trying to bash my parents. I think they did, in most circumstances, the best they could with what they had. But they definitely had arguments in front of me that they should not have. And as a child, I knew too much about our finances, that was none of my business. Mm. And even though I don't think their intention was to ever make me feel guilty about things I had or things I did, although on occasions, I do think they they intended me to feel bad. But in general, you know, I didn't want to ask for anything because I knew we didn't have any money. And... I knew that I knew how much my gymnastics cost a month and I knew how much that team leotard cost and then you know going to this swim meet and we were going to have to eat out and there's no way mom would make me feel alienated if we didn't eat at the restaurant that they ate at so like I never asked for anything like even candy at the checkout and I think (laughs) that's why it's it's horrible but like we go to the checkout I, my kids can have whatever they want at the checkout because i felt so guilty so mm-hmm. if my kids want this candy or whatever yeah you can have it what, it's 2 bucks put it up there if i don't have the money i'm not going to offer whatever but i like i can remember my mom saying well do you want and hell yeah i wanted that candy bar but i'd say no because I knew we probably didn't have the money. Or what if that $1. fifty was the tipping point of your card being declined, you know? And so now I'm that way. I'll spend money on my kids like it's a bad habit.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. we go to get them clothes. Oh, you want this one too? You want that one too? And my oldest is so like conscious. And she's like, I have seven pairs of jeans and like 12 shirts already. I don't Mm. think I need that one. Well, it's cute. Like what about picture day? You know, I can just come up with any reason to spend money on them. Mm -hmm. But like my husband almost tricked me into going to the mall the other day to buy me jeans because (laughs) he had to trick you into it. (laughs) He's been telling me to buy jeans for a couple of months because I, farming and stuff outside, I'm a, I'm thick okay and these thighs rubbing together and these blue jeans I get thin on the inside I will blow the crotch or the ass end out of my jeans crawling over a fence or something and so I got down to just like two pairs of jeans made me go buy some I bought some the other two that I had were wearing out or whatever and I got down to like just one or two pairs of jeans again he's been telling me and I wouldn't do it I'm like, no, these can get me by. And he's like, they don't have to. If you wear jeans back to back days, you have no pants. Go buy (laughs) some damn jeans, you know? And I was like, no, I don't need to spend the money. And he's like, yeah, actually you do. You do need to spend the money. You need to go buy you some pants. And so we had a date night or whatever. And he was like, well, let's just run over to the mall. He's like, I think I need to get a pair of pants. And then we walk in there and he's like, you buying some jeans. We're not, you're going to buy some jeans. Let's go wherever you want to go. Let's try them on. Whatever you got to do, you're buying them. Yeah. And so then here I am looking around at which who's got jeans on sale. And that's where I bought them. And he's like, you don't have to buy jeans here. If you don't like these jeans, don't buy them. And I'm like, no, actually I do like them. He's like, are you saying that? Or like, really? So I get weird about mm-hmm. spending money on myself yeah but yeah. I get these lashes done yeah and I felt guilty about it at first too and I asked his permission even when I had a job and yeah. I made my own money hey what do you think about me getting eyelash extensions they're your eyelashes like
1: <laughs> he's like I can hear Russell saying it like I don't know oh. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. Whatever you, you want, baby. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. Why are you asking me? I don't right. know.
0: Just, okay. <laughs> go do that. Um, But now that I've quit my job, I felt super, super guilty. And I'm like, is it okay that I do this? It costs X amount of money, whatever. And he's like, you don't spend any money. He's like, you don't even hardly leave the house. Like you're not even getting gas, but once, you know, filling your car up once every two weeks, he was like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, it's totally fine. And it's like, are you sure? You know? And he's like, you know, our finances as well as I do. You're like not leaving the house. You're not eating lunch out. Like you don't go get coffee. He's like, literally, what do you spend money on? He's like, you like them, right? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. I'm not wearing makeup because i got lashes and I wake up looking like I got mascara on, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I and still feel guilty about yes. it, too. But I'm always thankful after I go because I get an hour nap and I wake up and I got pretty lashes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's we just. I think as women and I'm again like you said I'm not a man I can't speak for men, and I know there are exceptions to every rule I'm not I'm only talking in generalizations I'm not trying to insult anybody Mm -hmm. but I think for me my in my opinion only disclaimer uh I just think as women, we do so much for other people. It's in our, it's in our nature. It's the way we were created to care for others, whether it's our children, our spouse, our extended family, our work people, our church people, our community people, whatever we're giving, giving, giving. And I think we just have such a hard time taking, you know, and I mean, I just, I just think we do. And I And it's all, it's all in our mind. I mean, like, it's, it's all just what we've been told or what we tell ourselves. And, you Mm -hmm. know, my, my husband's the same way. I mean, he would be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I mean, if you want fingernails, go get fingernails. I mean, like, I don't, why are you asking me? I mean, he'll even say, you know, I don't care. I mean, like, (laughs) I don't know why we do that, but we do.
0: I think, you know, if I was asking for lashes, and my nails done, and I needed this design or whatever all the time, I know that my husband would have no problems telling me to pump the bricks, you know?
1: Right, right, for practical reasons. I mean, because, you know, I I mean, yeah, and I agree. I mean, I'm not asking for a day at the spa every two weeks, you know, with the full works and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and it's just within reason. I just don't I don't know why I want to feel that way, but I I still do sometimes struggle with that whole feeling of, do I need to do this? Is this okay? Is this, you know, and I mean, I'm 52 years old. I don't like to ask permission from anybody for anything. Right. I mean, as long as I'm not breaking the law or the moral code in my, in my being, you know, what difference does it make? It's just, right. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I have
0: to say that I, okay, there we go. I have I to am. say, I used to feel extremely guilty, and I think a lot of my guilt was because I knew that I was passing judgment on other women, and here is mm-hmm. my disclaimer, I'm sorry, I am a human And it's hard to see other people's view because you're not walking in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard because we're, I mean, maybe this is selfish. We're so wrapped up in our lives and our views and how we see and do. It is hard to put ourselves in other people's shoes, Mm -hmm. especially in a high stress situation or a very emotional situation. But I have to say that I feel like I've asked my husband permission enough times when I didn't need to. And he is not demanding that. Y'all don't think he's... Mistreating me that I don't feel guilty anymore. And it's so much in, more enjoyable to go get my lashes in. I'm doing that in two days, you know, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't feel the guilt. And I hope yeah. people listen and realize that you don't need to feel guilty for taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think one reason I probably did feel a lot of guilt back in the day is because I was judging those other women, maybe out of jealousy, because I mm-hmm. felt like either they had the the funds to do the things I wanted to do to right. take care of themselves, or they had the time or that maybe they had the, uh, you know, I don't know, the wherewithal, they had the smarts to say, hey, I need this time to myself, I need this, this time away. And maybe I was really it was born out of jealousy more than mm-hmm. anything else, you know, so I'm glad now that though, I kind of understand it more and that it has kind of been brought to the forefront in culture and society. And that we see it as a way to, even if it's just a few minutes, it's a way to really like kind of recenter yourself, I Mm -hmm. guess. And, you know, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Because
0: if you are a giver, like you said, to your family, to your career, to your community, to your friends or whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. you can give, 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 give to your give out. So I think kind of like I said in the beginning, if I take care of myself, if I can recognize that I need a minute and I take it, it's going to be better for everybody else too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I'm Jekyll and Hyde or (laughs) anything, but like, I'm going to be more patient, I'm going to be more tolerant, I'm going to Mm -hmm. be able to like pause and think something through, instead of having a knee jerk reaction. So Mm -hmm. I think self care reflects upon also the care that you provide, or how much more, you know, when you give to yourself, you can give to others as well.
1: Yeah, well, I think this has been a really good discussion. Um, If uh, y'all have anything you'd like to add, be sure and comment. If you're watching on YouTube and um, if you are, I don't know, listening on one of the podcatchers, then by all means, you can shoot us an email or be sure and rate and review and share and like this. We are having such a great time doing Mm -hmm. this. We hope you are enjoying these episodes. Um, They're just our opinions and we just, just topics that we want to talk about that we find interesting or things that are happening in our life currently. So, you know, it's, there's no rhyme or reason as to what topic we pick next, but if you have a suggestion, let us know. And uh, yeah, I just thank
0: y'all for being here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Like Camille said, rate and review us on whichever podcast or podcatcher you're using, um. But tell your friends and share the episodes. Um. Depending on which podcatcher you're listening to or YouTube, you know you can copy the link. But you can text um specific episodes to folks. If you listen to something, you thought, oh my gosh, this reminds me of my bestie or my aunt Susie. You can share those episodes with them. Um. So we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys sharing. And like Camille said reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Y'all have a great one. Thanks guys. See ya. All right. Bye.